You know, I've been talking about for the last few weeks, for the last few services, I guess, and, and about prayer. And I've just kind of titled this prayer time. And how many knows prayer is very important? You know, I, I, you may think, well, that's not a very important subject, but it's a very important subject. I'm talking about very. I stress very. Because I'm telling you, uh, uh, it, uh, I like what John Wesley said, and I've been reading it every time. John Wesley said, it seems that God is limited by our prayer life. That he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Unless someone asks him. And you know, I've said this several times. Many people says, well, God already knows. Well, he does. He said he knows uh, what things you have need of before you what? Before you what? Well, why should we ask? Because he said, right? You, we want to sometimes figure out, now, why do we have to do this? Well, if the word of God says it, that's why we should do it. Huh? If we want to obey the Word of God or obey God and, and reap the blessings of what God says, then we have to obey what He says. And He says, you have not because you ask not. And then He says, you ask amiss. Did you know you can ask amiss? And basically what He was talking about in the book of James, He said, we ask on our own desires and our own lusts, just for our benefit. See, sometimes we get into that mode, me, us for no more. And, uh, but I'm telling you something. God wants us to get outside of our, our, our box. Sure, we have to pray for ourselves and ask for things in our own families. But I tell you what, you gotta look out past you. Amen. And pray for others. And, uh, I'm telling you, I found this out. If you'll be praying for others, somebody will be praying for you. Amen. And so we talked about, we've talked about several scriptures. Luke 18, 1 says this, that Jesus said men should all, all, always ought to pray and not quit. Men ought always pray, not quit. And it's actually what Linda quoted earlier about when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Uh, will he find faith? Well, he was talking about the fact that that was the story where Jesus started out, that men should always pray and not lose heart, give up, quit, faint, and such as that. And then he said when he returns, will he find that kind of faith? Well, he told a story about a persistent widow lady that had uh, has, was having some issues with her adversary. She was going to an unjust judge, and she was uh, uh, coming to him and said, I want you to get uh, justice for me concerning my adversaries. I, I, I want you to take care of this situation. And the Bible says he wouldn't do it. He says he didn't care about God. He didn't care about man. He didn't care about God. And he didn't care about that woman, but she wouldn't quit. But she wouldn't quit. She just kept going. She kept going. She kept going. She stayed at it. I said, she stayed at it. And, and then Jesus said, listen, you hear what the unjust judge says, and will not God? He was, here's what he wanted us to know. God's not unjust. God's not an unjust judge or an unjust God. He said, this unjust judge would do it because of her persistent faith. He said, how much more will God avenge those and he'll do it speedily? Amen. And so what he's talking about is a a persistent faith, a a consistent faith, somebody that stays at it. And uh, I kind of like it, say it kind of like a bulldog faith. Anybody know about, anybody know anything about a pit bull? I told Linda the other day, I, I, I wouldn't want a pit bull personally. But uh, the thing about it is, uh, let me throw, because I'm, I'm getting just a little bit ahead of myself, because I was going to say this uh, later on. But there is a faith that holds on, that holds on. And uh, I know uh, years ago, I was working for my nephews, and uh, 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 Brian Ellison still was working, building a uh, carport over on, in the Durham edition of Grosbeck. And, and uh, he had this pit bull, his name was Turbo. 
And actually, Rodney and Sharon wound up with him. He wound up being theirs. And uh, that was the best dog. It was a pit bull. He took him everywhere we went. Every job we went on, Turbo was with us. And if we saw a snake in the road, he'd let that dog out. He'd take care of the snake, clear their drive road for us. But anyway, we was at this particular house, and there was a, a six-foot privacy fence on one side on the other house, and there was three dogs in it. There were German Shepherds, some big old dogs. And, uh, and so uh, Brian, one day, he picked that pit bull up, Turbo, and he looked, picked him up over the fence. He said, get them dogs, Turbo. And boy, Turbo went spast it. So he put Turbo back in the truck. That man there said, you better not let that dog get near those over there. Those dogs are killing. They, they went through this neighborhood killing all the dogs. They got out one time. There was a brush pile in front of that about that high. And about the time he got through saying that, all we could see was Turbo's butt going over that fence. <laughs> and there goes Turbo. The people weren't home, thank God. Well, when Turbo went over, about five of us guys went over too. And I'm telling you, every one of them dogs was running like scared, like a cubby of quail. They scattered like a cubby of quail. He finally got the biggest one, and he latched onto his throat. And if you know anything about it, but here's, here's my whole point of this. You couldn't get him off. The only plus for that dog was that he had the collar in his mouth too. But they literally had to get a stick. You had to pop his jaw loose to get him undone. He would not let go. And I'm telling you, Christians, you know, we ought not be so easily released from our faith. Man, we, you, they ought not to even pry us off our faith. No matter what the report is, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the circumstance or situation is, we ought to hang on to what we know to be true. Now, the key is to know that what's true when we know the Word of God. So I'm telling you, we uh, uh, men ought always pray and not lose heart. The disciples also asked him in Luke chapter 11, he said, Jesus, teach us to pray. It was important. Now, I'm not going to go through uh, uh, all the other stuff. Wednesday night, I talked about six steps. Six steps to answered prayer. And if we'll faithfully follow the steps, uh, steps in prayer, the, uh, if we will faithfully follow these steps in prayer, we are sure to get an answer. How many was here Wednesday night? I'm not going to go back over them. But number one, we talked about this. Decide what you want from God. Decide what you want. When you go to pray, you're to decide. You're to, now understand something. If you're like me, I can go into praying. I can come in here and pray or I can pray at home or wherever I'm praying. I got some certain things that I have an agenda to pray, but then God will just lead me in prayer over things. So I'll just go and follow God in leading in prayer. And, uh, but the thing about it is we are to know what we're going to God. We're to decide and know what we're going, even if you have to write them down. Write them down what you need for prayer. You need to know what you're looking for in prayer. I remember in uh, Mark chapter 10, uh, there was a blind man called Bartimaeus. And he came to Jesus and uh, cried out, Son of David, have mercy upon me, came to Jesus. And when he got to Jesus, you know what Jesus had the gall to ask him? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Well, Jesus, you know. He didn't say that. He said, uh, uh, Rabbi, uh, 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 Lord, that I may... Receive my sight. And Jesus said, well, go on your way. Your faith has made you healed. And his eyes were open that minute. Well, he asked specifically, decided what he wanted before he went. He didn't ask for a new robe. He didn't ask for new shoes. He asked for his eyesight. 
and Jesus gave it to him. He'd have probably got a new robe if he'd asked for it, if that had been the request he went to Jesus for, but that wasn't what he went for. Uh, number two, read scriptures that promise the answer you need and meditate on them. Read scriptures that promise you the answer you need and meditate on them. In other words, God watches over His Word to, uh, to perform it. All the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him amen. God said, if you ask anything according to my will, I'll hear you and I'll answer. And so the thing about it is, when we find out what the Scriptures say, we won't ask amiss. We'll be asking according to God's Word and according to His promise. John 15, 7, I'm just going to let a, a, a Billy pop that up there. John 15, 7 says this. Isn't she quick? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, how is God's words going to abide in you? Through meditation, through pondering, through, through thinking upon them, through, through uh, uh, sitting down and reading the word of God and, and getting it from just here to down in here. It gets down in your, 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 uh, uh, your, your spirit. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, Proverbs says, my people are destroyed for, uh, uh, not, that's, that's a different one. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's Hosea. But the thing about it, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. Well, vision also means where there's no revelation. Jesus said this, you can get a revelation of the Word of God by continuing in the Word of God. That's why, have you ever noticed if you don't continue in something, you usually won't stay at it? If you don't continue in it, that'd be, you could be a, a muscled up monster. But if you don't stay at it, they're all going to go south. Huh? Somebody said something one time. They said, if you get a, if, 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 if you get a tattoo of a smiley face in about 30 years, it'll be a frowny face. <laughs> so I guess if you're going to get it, make sure it meets at the top. Anyway, why? Because we understand you, it, 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 things that don't just don't stay. They were like somebody said. Uh, uh, told a guy one time. They said you got that uh, 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 that furniture disease. He said what's that? He said your chest done fell in your drawers. <laughs> anyway, the big belly, your big belly. You know what I'm saying? I had a guy that I worked for one time. He had a big old, big old belly. And he, he, he told me this and I thought it was hilarious then. He said, you know, when a man's on the level, when his bubble's in the middle. Y'all think about it a minute. Y'all think about it a minute. So when we hear the word of God and we meditate on the word of God, here what we, here's what we'll do. We'll ask according to his will. And if we ask according to his will, listen, he watches over his word to perform it. He said, I'm, I exalt my word above my very name. And his name's above every name. And so, so we, ha- we need to get into the word of God, study the scriptures, and uh, get them on the inside of us. Number three, and did we get to number three? We never got to number three? Ask God for the things you want. Ask God for the things you want. And in John, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says this. It says, ask, and it will be given to you. And we go right back to the the other, ask according to the Word of God. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. For what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? 
Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God says he'll give good things to you. God is not the distributor of bad things. He's the distributor of good things. Can somebody help me a little bit this morning? I got get, it bothers me when God starts talking to people, start talking bad about my father. Huh? If you was to talk bad about my earthly dad, I'd have gotten mad. I would have probably said something. I'd have stood up for him. But I'm telling you something, if people talk things about our Heavenly Father all the time, and sometimes we'll sit and agree with them. Well, yeah, I guess God's doing this, and God's a good God. I said, he's a good God. He said, if you would give your children good things, how much more will your Father give good things to those who ask him? Listen to me. I know you're not asking for bad things. Everything we're asking for is good thing. He said, you got to just, uh, the Amplified said, keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. In other words, he says this, you don't need to have any point in your life that you're not asking God, that you're not seeking God, that you're, you're not searching for God in the things of God, that you're not praying. Listen, we should never go through a time in our lives that we're not praying, either for our families, our needs, our personal needs and such as that, or the needs of other people. Listen, he says there's a consistency in our lives. We don't just come to pray. Just, well, I've got a need, so I'm going to pray. Honey, my great... Listen here, can I tell you what our greatest need is? Let me tell you what our greatest need is. Our greatest need is to have a relationship with God Almighty. That is our greatest need, and prayer is fellowshipping with God. Our greatest need. People say, well, I, I don't feel like God's around. Well, how far have you wandered from Him? Huh? I told about Linda, and I know some of you guys, and maybe you women can relate to what I'm supposed to tell you. Has anybody ever, uh, your, your husband or wife's in another room and they're talking to you? You have no idea, well, idea what they're saying. Huh? It, so somebody said they're in the same room. They can't hear them. Well, I have been sitting right beside my wife, and she's talking, and she's talking, and she's talking, and she said, says something. I said, what? I ain't heard a word she said. See, they're selective hearers. And so she'll be back there talking and trying to say something. I can hear her. I can't make out what she's saying because here's what I know. I know she's eventually going to come back in there and I'm going to say, now what did you say because I could not understand you when you was in there. And so she will tell it to me again and then I will hear it. Well, sometimes we pull away from God and we pull so far away from God. Listen, I, I, I'm going to say this to you again, like I said Wednesday night. God has not moved. He's still where he is. He's still answering prayer. He's still doing things like that. I remember a minister talking, uh, saying this. He said uh, about it, him and his wife. She said, ask him one time. She said, uh, uh, how come it is? You, how many, is, am I talking too fast? How many remembers the days when you went on a date and y'all actually you actually sit together? All hugged up. Hello, mama. Driving down the drag. Cool as a cucumber. Looking good. Huh? You know, society has stopped that. I mean, the car maker stopped that. They put them consoles in the middle. But at that point, you could sit together and kind of pet on each other and go through stuff to that. And she asked, how come we don't do that no more? And here's what he said to her. I didn't move. She was the one sitting over by the other door. 
Come on now. And we all say, God, where are you? He says, I didn't move. I didn't move. I still who I am. I will always be who I am. I'm still Jehovah Jireh, your provider. I'm still Jehovah Rapha, your healer. I'm still Jehovah Sid Canu, your righteousness. I'm still Jehovah... Listen, God says, I'm still who I am, and I'm still a God, God who answers prayer. You've just got to come back and trust me for it. Listen, we can never get to the place in our lives where, well, God, God, well, God knows, or, or sometimes if we're not careful, just, we will make statements like, well, God really don't care. Does God really care about me? The disciples asked Jesus that question when they was about to sink going across the road. And they woke Jesus up and said, don't you even care that we're perishing? Don't you know the boat's filling up and we're about to drown? What's wrong with you, Jesus? Jesus stood up in that boat, rebuked it. He looked at them, then he rebuked the, the he rebuked the storm, and then he turned around and rebuked them. You know why Jesus did that? He said, "Listen, I've given you authority." The thing about it is, if we're not careful, our prayer life will consist of, well, maybe God will, maybe God won't, maybe He wants to, maybe He don't want to. Well, right here we read scriptures time and time again that if you ask, you'll receive. See, you always have to pray in faith. Always. Psalms 37, 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. God will give you the desires of your heart. I've, I've often heard this, uh, and I'm going to go to uh, point number four. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. These, uh, these I could. Has anybody ever heard the statement somebody says, Believe and receive, doubt and do without? Anybody ever heard that? There's a lot of truth to that. Believe and receive, doubt and do without. There's a lot of truth to that because there's one thing Jesus tells us in the Word of God about praying and such. There has to be believing in it. That's faith. Number four, our number four point is believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Write that down if you're taking notes. Believe that you receive. Look in Mark, if you will. Mark 20, 23. This is a... A very familiar passage of scripture for us here at Word of Life Family Worship Center. And it says in Mark eleven twenty three, it says for, let's just read verse 22 also, 11, 22, 23, 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. He's supposed to teach them one of the most powerful faith messages he's taught on how faith works. And he said, have faith in God or have the faith of God. It says, for surely I say to you, if if I was there, I would think he was talking to me. In fact, even now reading it, when I say I say to you, he's talking to me. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. If you believe and doubt not in your heart, Whatever you say, you will have. Most people have a, most, and when I say most people, you know I'm not talking about none of y'all. The thing about it is, a lot of people don't understand the significance of the words that comes out of their mouth. The words that come out of their mouth. And Jesus said, if you'll say something and believe it, you'll have it. Listen, there's sometimes we're to put a guard over our mouth. Sometimes, I'm not trying to be, sometimes we might just usually get some duct tape. She said, well, I couldn't talk. That's absolutely true. 
You couldn't change nothing, but you couldn't make it worse either. So he said, if you'll doubt not in your heart. So, so he's, he, in this passage, he said, you can say something, and if you won't doubt what you're saying, you'll have it. And I, I probably won't get to the, the next step today, but I probably won't even get through this one. But the thing about it is, is we have to believe what we're saying. Verse 24 says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you might get them. Oh, that's not what it says. Oh, it says you will have them. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. In other words, when you pray, you've got to believe that you have the petitions that you've asked. When do you believe you get them? Now. Faith is always now. Always now. It's always now faith is. Faith is always now. So when you're praying, you got to go in there expecting for what you're praying about is going to be answered. You're going to see it manifested in your life. Whether it be for healing, whether it be for your finances, whether it be for your family, whether it be for your job, whatever, whatever it might be, you need to go in there with the purpose of, I'm going to do some business with God, I'm going to do some fellowshipping with God, and I'm going to see some things changed in my life by what I'm about to pray and what I'm praying for, and I believe I receive it. And I'm telling you, we, I, I, here's what we need to understand about prayer. It also goes along with Thanksgiving, and I'm getting, I know I'm getting ahead of myself now. There's got to be thanksgiving in there. Huh? I thank people before when they told me they were going to do something for me that I didn't have it in my hand, I didn't have it in my pocket, but they said they were going to do it, and I thanked them for it because I trusted they was going to do what they said they'd do. Anybody ever been there? So I just thanked them for it. I thanked them afterwards. Anybody ever, had, anybody ever been thanked over and over and over? And then other times you do something for somebody, you never get a thank you and they think, well, where's that? But the thing about it is, he said, what are the things you desire when you pray or when you ask and pray? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I, 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 I pray and I like to pray. And the thing about it is, I never pray and expect God not to do it. Amen. And I have learned so... Uh, 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 I have learned in my own life that if I go out of prayer talking and uh, doubt and unbelief and literally saying, well, it probably won't ever happen, but I gave it a shot. Well, if it don't happen, so you're not going to be too disappointed, are you? Huh? If you go in there and you don't believe it's going to happen, then you're not disappointed when it don't. You say, well, we are disappointed, Pastor. Well, how come? Huh? You're looking at me like calf at a new gate. Listen. When you go in expecting God to do what he said he'd do, and you go in there with the word, you go in there with the right heart and the right attitude, and you go into prayer, and you start making those petitions, I'm telling you right now, you are to start thanking God that it's a done deal. Start praising God for it, and I'm telling you, acting like you got it. Acting like it's yours. Amen. So he says, you got to have faith. You got to believe. So we need to develop a stubborn faith that refuses to look at circumstances, a faith that produces results. And that's what I was going to talk about the bulldog faith. And that's something that will grab hold to something and hold on to it and refuses to be broke loose from it. 
Listen, all of us deal with situations like that. You, you, that word, that word through tongues interpretation this morning was powerful. Because I'm telling you right now, your feelings will change from day to day. If you live by your feelings, I'm telling you, you are going to be, you're going to be miserable if you live by your feelings. Because I'm telling you, I guarantee you, I, I, I hope I'm, I, you know, I don't get up every morning feeling the same way. But I'm not getting up based on how I feel. Huh? I used to, when I had to go punch a clock, when I had to work, there was days I was, man, I was good about going to work. Other days I said, Lord, is there any other way? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? Is there any other way? Is there, any, is there anything else we can do here? And other days, man, I got up thinking, I'm ready to go, man. I'm, I'm, I know what's on the agenda. I know what we're going to do. Other things I don't. I, I, y'all know what I'm saying. And I'm telling you right now, many people live their whole lives based upon their feelings. That's why people will say, how do you feel today? I don't ask people that question no more. Because usually you don't have time. <laughs> Listen, the thing about it is, you, you, you we, if, if, if we, we, we went into everything by our feelings, if I went, if I, every time I prayed, if I went in feeling like, well, I'm just pumped up for this, many times I wouldn't pray. Here's why. Because I'm not going into prayer based upon how I feel. But I can promise you when I come out, my feelings have changed. Same thing with going to church. Some people says, well, I don't really, uh, uh, feel like going to church. I'm not going to ask the show of hands, but I guarantee you on Sunday mornings, sometimes that bed just has a, a, a squeezing effect on you. Huh? I always look at it like this. You, if you don't ain't getting no sleep, just go, go into prayer. I'll tell you what, the, the devil will help you sleep if you want to go pray. Now, that ain't a very good example, but anyway... <laughs> So don't do it. <laughs> so we have to believe that we receive. So we got to go in in faith, believe we receive. Jesus told the daddy that brought his son to him that had a mute spirit. He came and brought him to his disciples and in Mark chapter 9, brought him to his disciples. Disciples couldn't cast him out and couldn't help him. They brought him to Jesus and Jesus said, well, uh, she, he kind of rebuked them for their doubt and unbelief and such as that. But Jesus said to the man, he said to the daddy, in verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe all things are possible to him that believes or to her. All things are possible to them that believe. There's got to be a believing in there because there has to be the element of faith in every one of our prayers and that's believing and trusting in God. So as we do that and we, we start to pray and, and uh, adding these things to the steps of prayer that we're in, we go in and believe that we receive. I'm telling you something, things start happening in our lives, in our prayer life. You know, I was always, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a baby uh, uh, Christian, and, and uh, I'm, I'm going to quit there because I don't want to go into the next step. The next step, and I'll tell you what the next step is, refuse to doubt. Refuse to doubt. Because doubt will stop the progression of your faith. And so, uh, but anyway, I, I told this the, the other day, because as a, as, a, as a young Christian, as a baby Christian, 
as a baby Christian in Christ, I, I didn't, you know, I never had anybody teach me to pray. I didn't have anybody ever talk about prayer. I, I, I didn't know anything about prayer. And I, I was so, uh, uh, I was so, uh, I guess intimidated by even, even my wife. I wouldn't pray in front of her, didn't pray with her, didn't pray. I mean, I just didn't feel like I was, I, I could pray well enough. And, uh, until Lord really, Lord really taught me some things personally about prayer as far as the time I spend with Him is a fellowship and that I could talk to Him like I did my daddy. That I could just come and sit down and talk to Him. Some people, you have to have, you need that relationship with God that you can just sit down with Him and say, Father, I, I mean, and of course we're going to learn later that we always get, we're always enabled to enter His presence through the name of Jesus. And that will probably be next week maybe. And, uh, so the thing about it is, is, so God kind of taught me about prayer and, and I didn't want to pray in front of nobody because you can under, even as a pastor, sometimes I was very reluctant to pray. I mean, cause I didn't feel, man, I'm not, I'm not going to make the sense or anything. Anybody ever prayed for you? Say, I don't think I'm making any sense. And, uh, and then if you're thinking that, you know where it's coming from. And then it will be highlighted also by the same one that's influencing it. And so, uh, uh, prayer to me has become, a fellowship with God. It's become a time when I can, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll pray out in my yard. I'll, I'll pray just, uh, uh, walking around out in the yard or out in the pasture. I can uh, do such as that. And I'm an outside person. I'm not an inside person. I'm not a person that likes to stay in, uh, locked up in the office. But many times I'll come up and spend an hour or so just in the sanctuary praying because I feel like I ought to in this, the atmosphere of it. And, uh, but anyway, my, most of the time I, I pray, my, some of my best times of prayer, listen to me, is driving down the road. Driving down the road. Just talking to God. Just driving. God likes my Dodge. He just gets in there and says, drive me, Randy, drive me. Huh? So I'm always carrying a passenger with me. Everywhere I go, the Holy Ghost, and we pray, and we fellowship, and we have a good time. There's been times I'd have to pull over on the side of the road because I'd just start weeping, thinking about the goodness of my God, thinking about what He did for me, thinking about what that I'm still here because of Him. I'm telling you, when you start having those moments with God and those times of fellowship, I'm telling you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't replace that with anything. Man, you need those, those times with God. And, and so pray. And when you pray, believe that you receive. And, and I'm telling you something, you're going to receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm going to quit this morning right there.